Relationships matter. They matter 24-7, they matter 12 months a year, but it seems that when we get into this season, they seem to come into more sharp focus. People travel, family, friends that we haven't connected with for a long time. We, we get into each other's space and relationships really do come into focus. And today we're going to continue on in our conversation and teaching in this really, really important area of relationships because Jesus was asked by the teachers of the law. They were actually really, I think, trying to trip him up because they'd taken the Ten Commandments and turned it well over 600 uh, laws. And they're trying to complicate it all. Then come Jesus who came not to make it complicated but to make it clear, to make it easy. He's, they said, so, okay, what's the most important of all of the commandments? He said, here, here it is. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul and strength. And then here's the second most important. Love your neighbour as yourself. Some of us just need to learn to just give ourselves a little bit of love. I don't want to be loved the way some people love themselves. I want to be loved with a full heart. And so today we're going to dive into the next phase of relationships. How many of you wake up really well? Like, bing, you're awake. How many for you, like, you're the event, I'm married to one of those people, bing, I'm awake. Lynn just wakes up really easy. For me, it's a process. It just involves two things, time and caffeine. So when, a couple of months ago, like, Seriously, when I go to sleep, it's one, two, click, gone. And then it's deep. I, Lynn and I have this conversation. She doesn't sleep as well as me. And I said, well, the Bible just says he gives his beloved rest. Um, <laughs> that goes really well, like really well. Um, and so you can only imagine what it was like in our household a couple of months ago when at 3 a.m. in the deepest sleep, we have fire alarms that are connected by Wi-Fi. We're in a two-story house, and, and, and upstairs and downstairs, all of a sudden, the fire alarm went off, and it was piercing. We've got one in our own room, and then all around the house, this, these fire alarms, and they, they literally talk to each other, and we're running through the house, all right, trying to, to disarm them, and it, it, your heart is going, and, and you're running, and I say, Lynn, you go downstairs, I think I know which one started, and we finally, finally got it off, and, and obviously there was no fire, but um, it seems, it seems, after our heart rate settled, you know, down under 200 beats a minute. And we're lying there. We didn't really go back to sleep for quite a long time. We're like, you're waiting. You're ready for it to happen again. And we thought, what was all that about? So, you know, you do what everybody does when they need to know things these days. You jump on and ask Mr. Google. And they said, usually it's because of lack of maintenance. <laughs> Dust or a dead insect was in there. And it set it off. The sensor was confused and the confusion only came about because I hadn't got up. Here's a little word right there. If you're taking notes today, write this down. Vacuum out your fire alarm sensors twice a year. Okay, remember the day Pastor Wayne told you that. Because, wow, if you don't maintain it, it can create chaos. Here's what I learned. 
Fire alarms are really, really important. Everything within you in that moment says, I don't want these things anymore. I want to chuck them away. We have a pool and there were some thoughts about them all going in the pool at that point in time. But I came to the conclusion, you know what? There are just some things that are really, really important for our home that we just need to prioritize. It's important. We need to be intentional about keeping our eye on these important lifesavers. And today, as we come to the end of this series, I want to talk to you about some things that we need to maintain in our relationships. Ignore them to our peril. We need to maintain them in every relationship and especially in our homes. This, this message on relationships applies to couples, it applies to families in the extended zone, it, it applies to friendships. This is important in all relationships. If we're to love God and show how much we love him by loving each other, all of these things are important. Number one, you need in your relationships, you ready? This is deeply spiritual. Laughter. You say the word and people laugh. Laughter. The Bible celebrates the need for joy in our hearts and our homes. In the book of Proverbs, chapter 17, I, I love this verse. It's one of my favorite verses in the book of Proverbs. It says, a cheerful, the New King James, and the King James says, a merry, which I think is even more appropriate at Christmas. A merry heart is like good medicine, but a crushed spirit. Dries up the bones. I have a question for you. How clever is our God? I do not believe that we are the, you know, the consequence of slime that got lucky in a pond, grew a tail, swung in trees, and eventually ended up at university. I, I actually believe that we were created by a living and loving God, that we are the result of unique and divine design. Is anybody with me today? And, 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 and thank God for modern medicine and everything that we have today. But let me tell you, from the outset of design, God put within us the need for certain things. And one of them is J-O-Y. It's joy. Let me tell you how, how amazingly clever and yet intricate our systems are within our body and the need for laughter. Here, here's some health benefits from laughter. See, some of you won't need to go to the health store as much if you just had a few belly laughs. Stop nudging old grumpy beside you. Just look straight forward. Here's some of the health benefits. It releases Endorphins. Endorphins. They're the feel-good hormones. They're those things that you feel in those, those moments of wonder and, you know, at a concert or when your team wins. or this, that, Those things are released. Laughter releases endorphins. It boosts your immune system. You're drinking those horrible green juices and all that stuff. Let me tell you. Can... can can somebody at some, send an email to luke.neil at hopecenter.com and explain to me why you would put kale in a drink? <laughs> Look at you all judging me. I cut it out. <laughs> Just have a laugh. It boosts your immune system and increases the infection-fighting antibodies within your system. Did you know that? Wow. It improves blood flow. And the benefits to your whole cardiovascular system improves just with laughter. And it, this is a good one, especially going into Christmas. Laughter burns calories. <laughs> hey, how good's that? 
big party and a few laughs and you're back to square one. Laughter. Every home, every relationship needs joy. We had a couple of our grandkids over at our house the other day and, you know, we, you find yourself laughing at silly things. You find yourself laughing at little things. Little things that maybe if only adults were in the room, they're not that funny. But when the little people are there, it's hilarious. And you know what? When they leave, you feel better. Not only because they've left, but <laughs> that, that, did, that didn't come out right. But anyway, if you're watching I Love You, don't put me in a horrible old people's home. Um, <clears throat> You know, research suggests that children laugh 300 times a day and adults, less than 20. That's why you need to come to this church. We'll keep you laughing. Seriously? And, and, and it makes you wonder, when do we stop having fun? When do we get so serious? When do we stop, stop being spontaneous? When do we just do fun things because we can? When was the last time you just took yourself a little less seriously? Okay? You're the funniest person you know. If you just lighten up a little bit. You know, I think it's really sad when a relationship, when a home, when friends and a family loses their joy. Merry heart is better than medicine. I, I have a friend, just put that out there in case you were wondering. Uh, I have a friend. At least one. And, and I've been to their house on many, many occasions, and they're right into health supplements and vitamins. Lots. Like kitchen benches half filled with all these things. And that's cool. Yeah. Whatever you're into, it's cool. And, and there are benefits to it. But you know the sad thing with this guy? He's always sick. And I reckon I know why. He's just too intense. Takes himself and life way too seriously. He could actually save a fortune on those things if he just lightened up. A merry heart, a merry home. Yes, it has medicinal benefits. Okay? Bring back the dad jokes. Yeah. You want one? Yeah. Now, this is pretty sad. Start sad. This isn't scripted, so bear with me. This guy had a terrible industrial accident and lost his, his left ear. I told you it started sad. But he found a good surgeon, and, and the surgeon said, mate, look, we can fix you. There's only one problem. There's a real, there's a global shortage on ears to replace it. But we have found something that will work. And, and, and it's like, don't, don't react, but it, it will fit, and it will work for you. It's a pig's ear. The guy says, what could go wrong? So... So they sew on a pig's ear. He says, come back in two weeks. We'll see how it's working. So he comes back. The doctor says, how's the other ear? He said, I think it's fine. He checks it. 
She says, no, no, perfect hearing. He says, how's the other ear? Yeah, not bad, there's just a little crackling. Um, <laughs> so, thank you very much. <laughs> That's actually funny. Um, <laughs> another dad told me that one. Here's a few things, right? For your, for your relationships, your extended family, your own home. Here's a few things that you need to keep laughter there. Give yourself permission to be messy sometimes. Right. You Not too far. Just a bit. This is important. Don't get so busy acquiring things that there's no time to make fun memories. Create a home, not a military camp. It's rigid and sterile. I've, I've visited homes from my junior years right through to even now, and some homes it's like I, I get boundaries and discipline and order. It's important. But some places are just so stiff. And just relax. Enjoy life. And the big one is don't let worry and stress dominate the atmosphere of your home. Some wise person said many years ago, worry, it's like a rocking chair. Give you something to do, but it won't get you anyway. Don't, don't worry, just, just cast your cares upon him. And I, I feel today, for some people that have lost their joy, I feel the Lord wants to minister to you. He wants to fill you with the Holy Spirit and with joy. The joy of the Lord's more than humor. It's deeper and richer than that. But, but let me tell you, it does express itself in sometimes in just good old-fashioned fun. And some of us, we've had joy suffocated in our home due to a range of reasons, and all of them are real. But I believe in and through that, the Lord can give us joy. Could somebody say amen? Second thing we need is boundaries. We spoke recently about the necessity for children to have boundaries. But let me tell you something. Adults need boundaries too. We need boundaries. Big people need boundaries. Boundaries around our time. Listen to what the writer, King Solomon, in the book of Ecclesiastes said. He said, there's a time. Say time. There's a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. There's a time for everything under heaven. So what do we need to do? We need to prioritize our good intentions. All of us want to spend time with the special people in our life. Our spouse if we're married, our children if we have them, our friends, our extended family. But you know what? Sometimes good intentions never become reality because we don't make them a priority. How do we make them a priority? How do we make sure they happen? Put them in your diary. Allocate those moments where you can just enjoy life together and spend time helping and listening. If you don't set boundaries, there are thousands of other things that will come in, they creep in, and they rob you of that important time that you need to spend with your loved ones. I remember when our oldest son was, you know, a little boy, he was preschool, kindy, three or four, Lynn and I were in our first church leading it, we were busy, I was leading a church and running Youth Alive, and at the same time we are building a brand new auditorium, big facility, in that context at least. And uh, we were trying to save money, and so my staff and I, we were very much hands-on in the building of the building, as well as pastoring and doing everything like that. One day Lynn came home and, and, and she said, you need to talk to your son. 
I said, why? She's getting into trouble at kindy. I said, well, it's like his mother. <laughs> Can I come home with someone else today? <laughs> and she said, I want you to have a talk to your son. So I, I, I brought him in. I sat him down. I said, um, we actually went out for a father-son morning tea. We went up to the park and we had a drink. And I said, Mum tells me that uh, the kindy teachers say you're, you've been a bit naughty. He said, yeah, Dad, I have been. Said, okay, we got there quickly. <laughs> I said, and I leaned over. I said, what's the problem? And he looked at me, these big blue eyes. He said, Dad, I'm very, very sad. And now, you know, I didn't know whether he was concerned about global warming, <laughs> the economy, political state of the nation at the time. I said, so I said to him, son, what's, what's the problem? Here's what he said to me. I'll never forget it. It was like an arrow through my heart. And I reckon it was a defining moment for me in my family. Now as a dad and a granddad, he looked at me and said, Dad, you're never home. And my eyes filled with tears. I said, now you're right, right, mate. And I went to the church the following Sunday. I said, for next week, there's no work on this building site. We're going back and putting time into what matters most, our families. We actually built into that whole program, and we finished on time, but we built into that whole program. There were some weekends there was no work on site because we actually need to prioritise the ones that should matter to us most. I don't want my family to remember me as the distracted person, that I might be there but not fully present. I don't want to be that person, and some of us, need to be more disciplined with our electronic devices when we're with our children, put them away. I don't want them to always remember me as the person with my head down on emails, searching something on Google, doing social media, worried about what people I've never met are are doing when the ones I should be with are are not engaged with me or vice versa. Let's prioritise this. Let's make sure we give them the right time. And space. Put boundaries around your space. It's really, really important that we are hospitable. It's important that we invite people into our hearts and into our homes. We need to. I, I, I don't think we should be hermits. I don't think we should live in caves. I think we shouldn't allow people into our lives. But let me tell you something. I believe we need to have a family, not a, tra- not a transit centre. Where people are just coming all the time. We, we need to have a safe place where you're allowed to be messy sometimes. We're in those really old baggy shorts that your wife doesn't know you still have. We're allowed to have a bad hair day. Does anybody here suffer badly with hat hair? I, 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 you know, some days I think I should be on, the, on an altar call for healing because it's a real issue for me. If once I put a hat on, you can't take it off. It's really bad. And, but you know what? You need, to, uh, you need to have days when you can walk around with hat hair. You need to have days when you're not so worried that the, the cups have been on the kitchen bench for a couple of hours. And just relax and just chill out and, and put boundaries around your home. Listen, what, there's a warning in Proverbs 25. It says, sell, oh, this is a very interesting one. It says, seldom set foot in your neighbor's house too much of you and they'll hate you. <laughs> wow. Maybe, maybe we just need a few boundaries. It's good to have people over. It's, 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 that's what life's about. But just make sure the people that really, really matter 
have got quality time with you. Because even Jesus did it, you know. Jesus hung out with his life group, with his 12, and then his really special friends, Peter, James, and John, those covenant relationships. And then there were times that even Jesus went away and had time on his own, just him and the Father in prayer. And I think we do need to set some boundaries so that we don't actually just erode the meaningful times that we should be spending to build relationships. Here's the third thing you need. You need a budget. You need a budget. You know, I acknowledge that right now we're seeing immense pressure on families due to the cost of living. Interest rates and the rising price of things. I, I actually, I do understand it. But do you know something? Even through this, this season, we can survive. And can I dare say it? If we practice biblical financial stewardship, we can still thrive. Might not happen overnight, but we can. If we actually practice biblical, responsible handling of our money. Would anybody say amen to this? And I'm not here saying you've got to give all your money to the church. I'm saying there are processes that you can put in place that will actually cause you to have strength in this very important area. Because I don't know too many areas in a family or in relationships that put so much stress on it compared to financial debt. It, it, it saps your soul. It's energy draining. So we've got to get on the front 